0: so with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. The Devil's Dulcimer Now, in some parts of the country, there are places where people have lived for well on a hundred years without ever seeing the outside world. They're just off to themselves in hollows and hills and backwoods. The people in this story that I'm going to tell you are just like that. Most of them ain't seen anyone their whole lives, but their kinfolk and their nearby neighbors. There's two things you need to know about these people in this story. One is that most of them are poor, don't have nothing, ain't likely to ever see anything either. The other thing you need to know is that they're superstitious. There was an old road that ran the outside of their settlement. Folks called it the Lone Bone Road. And that Lone Bone Road ran past two cemeteries. The first cemetery was called just that, the first cemetery. And the second cemetery, well, that's just what they called it. The second cemetery. Nobody went nowhere near either of those cemeteries unless they had to make an unexpected visit. Now, folks in those parts say, and I don't know one way or the other, that if you're on that lone bone road, those cemetery gates get a swinging. Well, <laughs> It meant that dead were walking on that lone bone road. It meant that something bad was bound to happen. I told you that these folks were powerful. But that isn't quite true. There was one among them that did all right. And that was the master fiddler. Whenever folks needed someone to play for them at a birthing, or wedding, or what have you, they'd send for the master fiddler. They'd pay him what they could, and the master fiddler always lived a bit better than most. Because if there was one thing poor folk need, it's music and a good time. And that's just what the master fiddler gave them music and a good time the master fiddler was so important that every 10 years they'd hold a contest to choose a new master fiddler at the time of this story it had come time for such a contest time to choose a new master fiddler now there was a girl named nell who lived in this settlement but Nell didn't play no fiddle. She played a dulcimer. And no one and nothing could play a dulcimer better than Nell. She was just that good. Nell wanted to win that fiddling contest. She wanted to win it. She wanted to win it more than anything else. Because if she did win it, it would mean That she'd never be poor again Nell was poor But if she was a master fiddler She would have enough to get by But Nell didn't have herself much of a dulcimer It wasn't more than an old two by four With some wire running across it And it wouldn't hold no kind of a tune She was going to need something a whole lot better if she was going to have any chance at that contest. So Nell started out looking for a new dulcimer. But nobody could tell her how to come by one. Seemed like most folks, if they had anything at all, it was a fiddle. If they had a dulcimer, well, it wasn't much better than her own. Finally, she went to an old wise woman in the settlement and Nell told her how she wanted to be in that fiddling contest but how she needed a dose. This wise woman told Nell that she'd have to think on him. But after a while, she told Nell that it could be that she did know how she could come by Dawson. She told Nell how folks hadn't always lived in these parts. At one time, a long time ago, back so far that she could barely remember it, there had been another settlement. Folks had lived there, most of them anyway, till some strange kind of sickness came. No one knew how it come or where it come from, but it took most folks. Got so bad, so many of them were dying, that finally most folks just up and left. They came to this new settlement. Now, if I remember rightly, she said there wasn't one fella who stayed behind. He'd tell it he made a fight at my dosma. I can't say what come of him and by now well, he rightly be an old man. But if there's anyone who helped you I reckon he's it. Then the old woman told now that if she was really strong about this, if she was really strong-minded about it, she could tell her how to come to that old settlement. She said, First, let me think now. First, you get on that long bone road. You walk past the first cemetery, past that the second cemetery, and you keep on walking till you walk the sun down. Now, you keep on walking till you come to the end of the long bone road, and that's where you find that old sediment. Well, the next day, Nell gathered up what little she had because she figured she wasn't going to get a dose more worth anything for nothing when she had everything together she set off down that lone bone road she walked past the first cemetery past that second cemetery and she kept on walking till she walked that sun down and came at last to the end of the Lone bone road and got to that first settlement the houses were old and abandoned moss and weeds covered the windows and there was a strange strange smell about the place it was quiet so very quiet Nell almost turned back but she wanted to win that filling contest so bad that she went on Nell went to the first house and she knocked no answer she went to the second house and knocked. No answer there. She went to each house in turn, but there was no answer. Finally, Nell came to a cabin just at the very end of the Lone Bone Road. There was something very strange about this cabin, it made Nell's skin want to crawl. Again, She wanted to turn back, but she wanted to win that contest even more. She stepped up to that cabin door and knocked. Come in. Slowly, Nell opened the door and went in. She expected to find an old man just this side of death's door. But when Nell got inside... She saw it wasn't an old man at all. Uh-uh. It was a young man. A mighty good-looking one, too. Nell was right pleased by this. She started writing in, told him how it was she needed a dulcimer. And she showed him what she brought to give him if he'd make a one. He didn't say anything at first, just looked at Nell. Your fine things ain't enough. Give me that ring from off your finger, and I'll make you that dulcimal. Well, now, she didn't think once, and she didn't think twice. She wanted to win the contest, so she gave him that ring. Your ring isn't enough. Give me that pedicle that you're wearing and I'll make you that dosimo. Again, Nell didn't think once and she didn't think twice about it. Now, she got out of that petticoat of hers and gave it to him. Your petticoat isn't enough. Give me the head of the one you love best and I'll make you the dosimo. this time Nell did think once and she did think twice but what she figured was that she had this fella licked Nell didn't have no kinfolk least ways none that were alive and there was no one that she loved Nell told him that if he'd give her that dulcimer first he could have the head of the one she loved best He made her that dulcimer. He didn't tell her how he made it or what he made it from. He just brought it to her. And before Nell left, he told her again. Now, remember what you promised. Nell took that dulcimer and headed back down that lone bone road. But as she was going, she kept getting a strange feeling She kept thinking that she was hearing voices in all those houses that had been empty before. Nell looked back over her shoulder and standing there on the step of the cabin she had just left was an old, old man. Nell hurried on, but still she kept hearing these voices. She looked back a second time and it wasn't an old, old man standing there. It was something that looked like it had just crawled up out of a grave. Nell didn't look back over her shoulder a third time. She clutched that dosma as tight as she could and ran. She ran as quick as she could back down that lone bone road. Nell ran far enough and fast enough till finally she had come back to her own settlement. But as she passed that second cemetery, that second cemetery gate got to swinging. Nell didn't pay no mind. She just kept on till she reached her own place. The next day, folks started to gather for the fiddling contest. Folks started came from miles around from the backwoods and the hollers and the places not even heard till of Summack creek and hungry holler broken back and river real there was every type of fiddle you can think of black shiny fiddles new fiddles old fiddles large ones small ones If it had any strings at all, it was there for the fiddling contest. Folks were eating and laughing, singing and spitting tobacco and anything else that they had a mind to, just waiting for the contest to begin. Well, finally, all the fiddlers in the contest began to gather. Nell put her own token In with the rest of them. When some of them. seen how it was a girl. Entering the contest. And with a dulcimer at that. They just kind of snickered. Out of one side of their face. Like. Everyone knows. No dulcimer can keep up with no fiddle. No kind of way. They just. Weren't built for it. But seeing how. She was a girl and it couldn't do no harm. They let her enter. It'd be good for who? Anyway. There were three rounds in the filling contest. In the first round, you had to play something sad, and those fiddles played sad. Each one in turn, some of the saddest music you ever did hear until finally it was Nell's turn Nell picked up her docima but before she played it she said to it play sad play sad my docima play a sad sad song for my listeners ears Nell's dulcimer played sad babies started wailing, groaned Men broke down and started sobbing. Folks got to crying who never cried a day in their lives. Oh, 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 oh. It was miserable. Well, it was generally conceded that Nell won the first round. For the second round, they had to play something fancy. And those fiddles played fancy. There were fiddlers playing fiddles behind their backs. Fiddlers playing fiddles with one leg in the air. Fiddlers playing with the other leg in the air. And it was fancy. But then Nell's turn. And Nell picked up her dulcimer and said to him play fancy play fancy play fancy my docima play a fancy song for my listeners ears her docima played fancy folks just looked and could hardly believe their eyes at what they saw it was pure amazing nail won the second round for the third round you had to play something fast this time the fiddlers figured that they had nail beat because like everyone knows a dosma can't keep up with no fiddle when it comes to playing fast they were going to prove it too they resigned up their bows tightened up their strings and got down to each in turn playing just as fast and as furious as could. Fitless from every settlement, Summit Creek, Hungry Holler, Sway, Rivers Rail, Broken Back, and on down the line till it was Nell's turn. Then it was just as quiet as can be. Play fast. Play fast. Play fast, my throat. Play as fast for me and for my listeners is That docimo played fast. Folks were clapping their hands, stomping their feet and spinning around in their tracks, trying to keep up with her. She was going so fast. Nell won the filling contest. She played on. Folks danced and sang, stopping every now and then to drop a few coins At her feet. Nell didn't. Pay no mind. To the time. So that it was well after sundown. Before she quit playing. And well. On dark. Before she headed home. Now Nell lived fairly close. To that long bone road. When she got near. To those cemeteries. She could hear those cemetery gates swinging it sounded as if they were saying something it sounded as if they were talking to her something was snapping up out of the grass at her ankles neil clutched that as tight as she could and ran like all hell was after her and maybe it was she ran till she came to her own place and as quick as she could she locked up her gate and went into her cabin she pulled the shutters and locked up all the doors. Then Nell sat down in her rocker and laughed. She hadn't heard no cemetery gates. Those gates hadn't said nothing to her. She'd won the contest. She was the master fiddler and she wasn't ever going to be hungry again. She was never going to be poor. Well, Nell, must have fallen asleep in that rocker because suddenly she woke up. She thought she heard something at her front gate. Who would be visiting the master fiddler this time of night? A voice called from way off there by the front gate. So soft she almost didn't hear it. I've come. For the head of the one you love best. Nell didn't move. She just sat there, so scared she just shook. So afraid she could hardly speak. Once again, the voice called I've come for the head of the one you love best. I ain't got no head to give you. There's no one that I love. I ain't got nothing to give you. The voice called again, a little closer this time, a little nearer. From just in the middle of the yard. Please, sad. Please, sad. Please, sad for my listeners' ears. Nell's fingers picked themselves up. She couldn't stop them and they began playing. so sad, so sad that Nell began to cry. Again, the voice called a little closer this time, a little nearer from just at the front door of her porch stabbed.P play fancy play fancy play fancy, my dulcima, Play a and sit soon for my listeners ears. Again, Nell's fingers picked themselves up and began playing. They played and played, and she saw them do things she never thought possible. Still, the voice called even closer, even nearer, from just there on the other side of her cabin door. Play fast, play fast, play fast, my dulcimer. Play fast for my listeners ears. Nell's fingers played fast. They played fast. They played faster. They played faster still until the cabin door opened. The next day, some folks came looking for the master fitness. And they found Nell. she was still sitting there in the rocker, with her docima in her lap. But her fingers were worn off from playing so fast. And on her neck, there was no head. Well, they buried now. But they didn't bury her in the first cemetery or in the second cemetery they buried her off to herself and buried her docimo with her. Folks say, if you're in those parts and near that lone bone road, when the wind is blowing in a certain way, you'll hear that docimo. It plays fast. It plays faster. And it plays faster still. Wow, that was an awesome story coming out of Talk That Talk by uh, Linda Goss and Marion Barnes. Hmm, I wonder if Marion Barnes is related to me in any way. I have a lot of Barnes in my family. Hmm. The story is retold by, well, me and uh, Janice N. Harrington. If you're looking for this particular location, I would say somewhere between Mississippi and Alabama, maybe Georgia. Um, I placed it in Mississippi uh, for the for the podcast. And if you live somewhere where there's a lone bone road and two cemeteries, please, please contact me, send me pictures, whatever, to afrotalescast at gmail.com or afrotalescast anywhere. Tag me, whatever, at afrotalescast. You'll find me. Um, I would love to see (laughs) a cemetery one or the first cemetery and the second cemetery literally down the street of Lone Bone Road. That would be awesome. I'm not going there. I'm not going to check out the settlements. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm not trying to find the uh docimer creator. It's not going to happen. But I love this story, right? It's a girl, teenager, older, um, the time period. I understand. If we're talking say this story came out in the 1700s, 1800s. A girl out on her own is about 15, 16 years old. That's normal. She's in a, she's looked at as pretty much an adult at that point. If we're talking 1900s, she's 19, 21. Okay? So just so y'all can understand the ages, and depending on when the story came about. um, She's a strong girl as she said in the story she has no family she's an orphan basically and she's doing it on her own she has a homespun dulcimer and she is creating music with it and she's good and she looks to be better to be the best and she's going up against fiddlers and if you've ever seen a fiddler you know fiddlers are crazy skillful a good fiddler that is but when you see dulcimers played, they're, they're played on the lap. Okay. They're not being held up, which is why it's harder to get fast and do all that stuff with it. So she's sitting down playing this instrument and she's outdoing the fiddlers. That's awesome, right? And I just think about it like, as skillful as you are, people are always going to try to look down on you, especially if you're a woman. They're going to be like, oh, well, she's a woman. OK, let's see. Let's see. And then she just outdoes it. And you should not have to prove yourself. It shouldn't be that, oh, she's a girl. No, she's a person here trying to win a filling competition. Period. Not that she's a girl, you know, but we know how society is. Her only mistake and her biggest mistake was going to the extreme to get what she wanted. She went all the way and made a deal with the devil. When the ring didn't work, when the petticoat didn't work, she wanted a head of the person you love. Sir, ma'am, that is a no. That is a no. That is a hell no. Okay? Don't do it. It's not worth it. All right? Don't make that deal that's going to cost you your life. It's not worth the success. It really isn't. Okay? That's all I have to say about that. We can see that how people do that in real life. We can we see with musicians all the time. And maybe that's what it is. This is the story of musicians going too far, making the deal with the devil. But you can also see in other parts of life, in everyday life. People make deals with the wrong people and end up in bad places. Okay? So let's take that message from this story. And now you can go see Chef. He has a wonderful rest for you um, coming out of Mississippi. And until we meet again, this is the final story for October and the spooky season. So we're back to more regular stories, okay? Not so spooky. Maybe spiritual, but the good spiritual, right? <laughs> anyway, go see Chef. Get your recipe, and until we meet again, as always, have a blessed day. Welcome, my friends, to the galley. I am your chef, chef, and today. We have a wonderful meal inspired by the story you have just had. Today we will be creating Catfish Franchise. Now what will you need for this recipe? Half a cup plus one tablespoon of all purpose flour divided. One and a half teaspoons of kosher salt. Divided. Have a teaspoon freshly ground black pepper. Two large eggs. Two tablespoons of water. A quarter cup of pumice oil or canola, your preference. Four catfish fillets. Two large limon sliced thin into thin rounds with. Seeds removed one cup of chicken stock half a cup of dry white wine that is dry white wine juice half a large lemon two tablespoons of unsalted butter at room temperature two tablespoons of coarsely chopped fresh parsley leaves now how do we put this together easy first place half a cup of the flour one teaspoon of the salt and the pepper in a wide shallow bowl and whisk to combine then whisk the eggs and water together in a separate wide shallow Heat the oil in a 10-inch or larger skillet over medium-high heat until shimmering. Dredge the cutlets in the flour, fully coated both sides and shaking off any excess. Coat the catfish in the egg mixture. Let any excess drip off and add to the skillet cook until lightly browned around three minutes per side should do transfer the catfish to a paper towel lined plate repeat with any remaining catfish if needed pour off and discard the oil in the skillet Add the lemon slices to the skillet and cook until fragrant. About 30 seconds should do. Add the wine, the broth, and the lemon juice, and the remaining half teaspoon of salt. Simmer until slightly reduced. About 5 minutes should do. Meanwhile, Use your fingers to rub the remaining one tablespoon of flour into the butter. Meanwhile, use your fingers to rub the remaining one tablespoon of flour into the butter in a small bowl to make a paste. Add the paste to the sauce and whisk Damn. Add the paste. the sauce and whisk constantly until melted. Return the catfish to the skillet and cook until the sauce is thickened and catfish is heated through. Three to four minutes. Garnish with the parsley before serving. Serve with sautéed vegetables and lemon risotto. And uh, that is it my friends. Now go do what you do make this recipe yours and until i have another wonderful recipe for you remember the girl and her decimal and be careful what you ask for so until next time my friends as always enjoy Thank you, my friends, for coming on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and shirt designs. You can get T-shirts and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at AfroTalesCast. That's Afro T A L E S Cast, and email me at AfroTalesCast at gmail.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone giving a thumbs up a five star rating and review in your podcast app of choice or simply donating on patreon or coffee.com that's ko-fi.com so until we meet again may your wins be fair and your seas follow